both Aaron and Polly. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. It, Paul. It, it was, was that unusual to stop? With two names, it really, it really was. I mean, even though you know, when we recorded our Across the Feeds podcast last week, our 2023 in review still available in your favorite iomgeek.com feed. It was just Polly and I, but uh, yeah, it's a little weird to to do the funny books intro and it you know just be the two of us. That does that doesn't happen all that often. Old school. It's like it's yeah. we're, we're back to 15 years ago. That's right. That's right. Flashbacks. Back at the birth of a new age. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, so we had a, like you mentioned, we had a pretty big episode uh, this past week where we talked about our favorite, like, genre stuff of 2023. So, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't specific to comics. It was all about movies and TV shows and things like that. So, like Aaron said, definitely check that out in your feed. It was a fun conversation um, for us. So I'm sure I'm sure you will <laughs> enjoy not. it. Maybe not for you, but we had a good time. <laughs> but we could use the traffic anyway, so just listen right. to it. Um, right. But next week, when we have all of us on the mic, we will be talking about our favorite comic books in our annual Funny Books Awards um, podcast. And that is our 14th annual 14th, 14th annual Funny Book Awards. I mean, we're really showing our age. Uh, we are. <laughs> I mean, 14. Yeah. I mean, woof, yeah, that's a lot. That's crazy. And, and we and we still and we still haven't cut out our favorite cover co- category, um, despite how painful <laughs> it is to look that thing up. That's right. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is uh, painful. Yeah, I'm a little and concerned about say, my ability to look it up on uh, Kindle now. Gosh, you know the the functionality of the Kindle app as relates to comic books is terrible, Paul. Yeah. Uh, The search function is terrible. The library view function is terrible. I used to be able to adjust the size of the grid, um, you know, to to look, you know, if I wanted to look at at a a three comic wide view or Mm -hmm. a 10 comic wide view. um, I, I can't group by series in any meaningful way. I mean, it is really kind of a dumpster fire of a search function. It is. It's I, frustrating, I, right? I mean, yeah. we this is this is how I read my comics, and sometimes I want to go back and and read something like we were talking about this before we recorded, but like I wanted to get caught up on Batman. Yep. This week, because I, I was about two issues, two or three issues behind on Batman. Um, you know, the Chip Zdarsky run, which we're not going to talk about it, but it's it's actually really damn good. It is um, really good. I, I'm enjoying Batman. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had to type in, you know, I typed in Batman in the search function, and it literally just. I have to look through every book in my library well, named and it's Batman not just, to do it. <laughs> well, and it's not every, not even every book in your library named Batman. It's every appearance of Batman. Every appearance of Batman. Every crossover yeah, I mean, involving like, Batman. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? I mean, why is Justice League? Why is, you know, World's Finest? not? And it's because Batman is uh, appears in the description, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had the same issue. I, was try- I knew that I was at least one issue back. So... You know, typically back in the day, what I would do is I'd just go into the, into Comixology online on on the on the on the, the store site, and it would tell me whether or not I owned the book, mm-hmm. right? And there would be a nice little in series function where you click on that, and it would just real easily tell you what you were missing. Um, that functionality has gone away on the Amazon store. You can still get to it, but it's not as clean. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just easier to, to look on my iPad and, you know, check my library because I can group by series. No, no, you can't. And, <laughs> uh, you know, because 
it used to break it down not just by series but by volumes within the series. So you yeah. know, as we renumber, those would be distinct volumes in the Comicsology app. And that functionality, if it exists right now in the Kindle app, I haven't figured it out. Um, it, I, I I really really hate reading my comics in the Kindle app. Now the actual reading experience is fine. Yeah. It's you know, still it the is, same guided view, you know, experience yeah. that it's always been. And so the, once you open a comic, once you find your comic and open it, it's fine. But all it's, the book management is terrible. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of like, you know, if I were to relate it back to, um, to reading physical media, uh-huh. it would be like, imagine going to your comic store every week, buying your comics, reading them, sticking them in a long box. And, you know, and, and, and just, you know, over without time, any kind of categorization, without, you know, without any kind of categorization, you literally <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, like put newest first is basically, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and then when you, when you need to reread something, you have to like, you know, file through yeah. and find every issue of Batman or whatever that's in that long box. Yeah. It's, it it's is. weird. It's not my, fa- it's not my favorite. Yeah. I, I hope it gets better. I remember when Amazon first bought Comixology and made their initial changes, it got better from there. I just don't understand why they didn't make sure that some of this functionality carried over into Kindle. Because, yeah. it, boy, it, if reading physical media was viable for me, uh, you know, I, 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 I would lean heavily towards going back to that. But it's just not. I don't have the space for the stuff. Yeah. Uh, I buy too many books every week. I don't have time to go to a physical store. It's just that's just not a viable alternative for me. Yeah, so like, I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm kind of stuck with uh, Kindle. Yeah. If digital comics ever went away, knock on wood that that's never a day we see, Uh we would not have a podcast anymore. That's correct. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah. Like we, we just, we have so converted to, to reading digital. Like I, I have no interest. Don't get me wrong. Obviously support your local comic shop. That's what got (laughs) us all into the hobby to begin with, but I have no interest in going back. You know, like you said, weekly picking up stuff, finding a place to put it or donating it. Like, Right. You know, having all that waste when I can just read it digitally. So anyway, all that to say, we're going to talk about comics this week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we love comics. We love comics. We, we And, you know, Aaron, you mentioned um, that you wanted us to get caught up on The Madness from AWA Upshot this week. Yeah. The, the Madness. Um, this is a series I have really been enjoying. Um, it mm-hmm. is, you know, from AWA, as you said, written by one Mr. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Yep. With uh, art by ACO. And th- I got to tell you, I, this series has been fantastic. The, the concept of the series is you have a, a superhero or a superpowered person, I shouldn't call her a superhero, a superpowered person who, you know, is living on the wrong side of the line, but she's kind of functioning as a Robin Hood. But instead of robbing from the rich and giving to the poor, she's robbing from the rich and giving to herself. Um, she, uh, But she's not, she's not what you'd categorize as bad. She's just a little bit mercenary. Yeah. And she only steals from people who need to be stolen from, you know, bad guys. And she gets on the wrong side of some really powerful people and they order a hit on her, you know, and this was related to kind of her last gig. She was, she was going to do this and get out, uh, settle down with the man she loves and his two children 
Mm-hmm. And so essentially what the book does is these people have the uh, president of the United States in their back pocket. He directs the universe's stand in for the Justice League uh, to take her out. And so, you know, they vote on it and they essentially drop a nuke on her house, um, killing her uh, her fiance, killing their, his two kids and leaving her essentially driven crazy by grief and swearing out a fatwa on all of the superheroes that were involved in the murder of the people she loved. And that's what this story details. It also provides some additional interesting contrast on her power set. Uh, Like before the explosion, she could only use, she kind of had all the traditional like Superman type powers, uh, you know, flight, super strength and vulnerability, that kind of thing. But she could only use one power at a time. Well, after the explosion, she's able to do it all at the same time. And she's just got this crazy persona. Um, And we find out why later on. No spoilers. Yeah, Uh, certainly don't want to spoil the book, but there's a lot that Aaron was talking about that I'm like, wait, but that evolves over time. So it's definitely, you know, it is extremely well written. Yeah, I I got to tell you, we get this in previews, right? We, you know, AWA is kind enough to provide us review copies and I buy it because I love this series. Um, There is, you know, it's kind of like heroes on the wrong side, heroes, you know, uh, you know, in gray and black. And it reminds me so much of some of the books we were reading when we first started the podcast, Paul. Mm-hmm. It remi- reminds me of those Mark Wade books uh, with, uh, gosh, uh, Irredeemable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, the and, and there was another one. Uh, I always forget the other one, but it was like Irredeemable. It's like Irreconcilable or something like that. But it was <laughs> hero gone bad and, and villain gone good, right? Yeah. And just terrific sort of just, you know, out of left field stories. And that's very much what this is. And really, I kind of feel like it's JMS at the top of his writing form. And Akko, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh, is just doing some brilliant artwork in this book. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I Really, I only have one complaint about the entire series, and it's in the last issue. Uh, the series is six issues. Six issue comes out this week. Um, my one complaint is that there is a scene in the finale. Again, no spoilers. But there is one panel where it's not – I had to go back and reread it to understand what happened uh, to that character. Um, and and it, it, that's I think I know what you're point. talking about. Because yeah. at one point there's three people in a room. Uh huh. Yeah. And then it feels like it's only only two of it's them only get two. resolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, there, there there is. I did. I had to do the same thing. I'm like, wait, what about the the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's there. It's just not as clear. Yeah. And and you know as much as much room as they utilized in unfolding the story elsewhere in the book, I felt like they could have used another panel there. But minor gripe um, because everything is just gorgeous in the book. Every there in issue five, um, you know, the madness, which is our main character. uh, She is 
just systematically one by one taking out the members of the stand in for the Justice League. And it's called the Justice Council mm-hmm. or Council of Justice, I think. Um, and so she's systematically taking them out. Um, and she she <laughs> in issue five. She uh, they're like, you you can't take out uh, DeGen because not only does DeGen have all of these abilities and powers, DeGen also has a dragon that works for her. And the little bitty dragon that you see wrapped around her wrist is just a hint of how big that thing is. And there's this whole process, again, no spoilers of how she how she deals with that. Yeah. And it is paid off so well. And just a real simple exchange in issue six. I I mean, there everything about this book hints at such a larger universe. Um, you know, you you can feel the backstories in all of this. You, you it feels like a a really deep and fleshed out world, even though you're getting such a narrow view in these six six books. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Uh, I, I I think uh, anybody who picks this up would be uh. uh would it would really enjoy it because it's it's so darn good yeah i agree it is it is a fantastic book honestly it, it's funny i was reading it and it very much reminds me of the terminal list yeah on um on amazon prime we talked actually yeah. talked about it on the podcast because that has i think chris pratt and it's basically mm-hmm. the same thing right his family his family gets killed and he has he has a list of people yeah. who were involved that yeah. he has to take out and it gets a little tortury and this book does <laughs> as well yeah. right um you know the, these characters are are or it is a some of these issues, I think, especially like in the middle, get pretty brutal um, with what she does to get revenge on these characters and and get the information. And again, kind of reminded me of the Terminalist as I was reading it, because I read I had only read issue one when it first came out. We talked about it months back and, um, you know, I got caught up. So I read the rest of the book, basically binged it um, you know, the next five issues. And like you said, issue six is coming out um, January 10th something like that this coming mm-hmm. week yeah. right um and so I, I i it's a great book it is yeah. well written it is well drawn it is emotional it's violent um you know it, it it's and it i will say it's not fun but it has there were moments elements. that i cheered in the book though yeah i mean there are moments would, where it's you know yeah Oh, I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. just very cathartic on some on, in some of the uh, plot points. I, I I feel like it is it, there's a promise that's made to you in the first issue that is delivered in the sixth. And, you know, there are moments in the book like, well, she's going to let that go. You can feel the character reasoning some things out. And then you, there's this turn that happens at, you know, towards the end of the sixth issue. And you're like, oh, shit, you said, yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. It is it is difficult to find if you're a digital comics reader and probably, you know, even a physical comics reader because it's it's this AWA um publishing company but look up the madness yeah, it's the written madness. by j michael straczynski yeah. which is so far out of what he normally writes yep um i didn't know you had it in him but it's a great book yeah it is a really good book uh also from awa studios i'll just put a plug in for uh the ribbon queen uh that is a, a i gotta get caught up on that too it is so good is that uh, over yet or is it still going i'm not sure i haven't read the most recent issue yet uh because okay. i was getting caught up on the madness but because like yourself i had I had a couple of books i had a couple of issues i needed to get caught up on but 
Uh, same thing when you're searching for it, search for it, the Ribbon Queen, yeah. uh, and it's from AWA Studios. So and that one's by Garth Ennis. So yes, and it's terrific. It yeah, is I do need to get caught up on that one. Yeah. Well, and speaking of you know independent books, um, mm-hmm. you know Comicsology Original uh, Canary from Scott Snyder. Um, I'm sorry, if, in the Star Wars universe, it would be pronounced Canary. Canary, because that's what but, it, but it's not from. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, published its final issue. I mean, much delayed final issue last week. Um, so C- C- Canary uh, <laughs> from Scott Snyder and Dan Panosian is a Western, like a supernatural Western. Um, and it goes to some very Lovecraftian places. Very. In, in its conclusion. Um, you know, I, I felt like this series started very strong. I it had a very good horror element to it. And Scott Snyder, you know, we have Scott Snyder is he's up and down for me. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like he used to be too wordy and I feel like he's gotten better about being wordy. But his stories, maybe he's just stretched too thin because his stories aren't as strong as they used to be. Um, but I feel like it got a little too a little too crazy. In I, the end for me, I, I would agree. In fact, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be, you know too uh extreme in, in my response but i kind of feel like he shit the bed in issue six um <laughs> because there are the issue six is crazy um and not in a good way not in a, like man this is crazy you know thumbs up it is crazy because i can't figure out what's going on yeah uh, there are some there are scenes that jump back and forth in time and it really would have benefited but just from a simple technique of like putting the past stuff in sepia tones or something you know just to help me visually understand and place things in context but i think the intent was to make it challenging for the reader to understand uh where you are in time because that's part of the crazy of lovecraft right yeah um so i get that but at, I, I i feel like you have to balance that kind of exercise with you gotta help the reader understand what in the world you're talking about um you know to understand that this is crazy um and i i there were, were callbacks in the last issue that I don't feel like were particularly effective, um, you know, because certain things had been out of the storytelling for an issue or two. And so it's like, OK, now what? Because, you know, it's been how many months since the most recent issue? I mean, it's been three, four months. Yeah, at least. it's been a while. I mean, because we've been talking. Is there another Canary book? I'm sorry, Canary. <laughs> no, one, no, no one survived Canary, Paul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm rewatching Andor, right? So. Oh, okay. I was like, what, what, what <laughs> See, is this Kenari I, thing? I, I, I watched uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and oh, then I okay. moved into Andor, and when I finish Andor today, I'm going to move into Rogue One. So I'm kind of watching these, uh, uh, you know, in continuity. But, you know, chronologically, um, I, I I really wanted to enjoy this book because I think the, the previous five issues uh, yeah. were so good. Uh, but I do feel like issue six just dropped the ball. And I, I, I finished the book deeply unsatisfied because I struggled so much with what was going on. I couldn't enjoy it. I do feel like Scott Snyder has maybe an issue with endings. Uh-huh. Did you read? Um, God, he did that. He did another book. It was a, a comicsology original. It had art by Francesco Francavilla. Oh, yeah. The horror book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like that one also like started super strong and just kind of petered out by the end. Yeah. 
Um, and 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 that one was again that was an, another horror book and maybe it's just his horror stuff he just he doesn't know how to end it or he, you know he 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 start maybe he starts too small because I think with some of these stories the way they end is like completely different than how they started yeah so I don't well, know. I I I'm, I'm I was disappointed in in Canary and it, it's it's sad because I feel like the artwork is so well put together uh, what I do wonder is how much of that was direction from Scott Snyder and his script versus how much of that was the artist interpretation, because the panels are very well drawn and constructed. It was just visually, it was difficult to understand the story, Yeah, you know, and that could be an artist thing, but I suspect it was writer direction. I would agree. Yeah. So, well, so this one, unfortunately can't recommend as much as we recommended madness. Um, even though, again, we, we did want to follow up on it because it just recently concluded. And, you know, this is kind of a week of of conclusions because uh-huh. we we had, well, last week, I should say, Action Comics um, had their 2023 annual. You know, it was a last week was a fifth week um, in December. And and so they published this this annual for Action Comics. It was and it's the conclusion of the Phil, Philip Kennedy Johnson arc with, um, you know, they've got this this anti alien um the Blue Earthers, the Blue Earthers, the Blue Earthers, yeah. you know, in Metropolis, kind of standing up this anti-alien sentiment amongst the city. You've also kind of been dealing with these war world refugees, um, you know, and, and the kids that have come to live with Superman. And it all kind of came to a head in these last few issues where it's discovered that the Blue Earthers are actually headed up by an alternate Earth's Rachel Ghoul's daughter. Um, yeah, which is apparently something that was happening over in the pages of World's Finest. Oh, okay. And it, it also listed Superman and the Authority, but I just I could not remember th- that yeah. character popping up before. So, you know, I was like, oh, Rachel Hagul has another daughter or has another kid. Okay, and like I was fine. And then they were like, oh no, we explained this in Superman and the Authority special. I'm like, oh well, I don't remember that. <laughs> it, it was just it was it was quite a random callback. But yeah. But, you know, this was I don't know that this was originally intended to be the conclusion of everything. Um, you know, they they had already announced that Jason Aaron is taking over writing duties of Action Comics um, starting this coming month. And they're going to kind of do this Action Comics superstar um, creative teams throughout the year. So I think this was I don't know if, again, this was originally intended to be the wrap up or he had to accelerate it to wrap it up. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like. We've been talking about this Philip Kennedy Johnson action comic stuff for, I feel it's like two plus years now, almost, um, you know, his, his, his kind of arc in the mm-hmm. book. Um, I felt it wrapped up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was certainly a conclusion. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I would call it a satisfying conclusion, but I did like, you know, I had this fear that this storyline was going to turn, you know, Superman's uh, daughter against the family. And that didn't happen. Which I'm Uh, glad for, honestly. I felt like that was the way it was going, but I'm glad that that character isn't just like, they didn't introduce that character just to turn her bad. Well, and and also to kill her brother. Um, I'm glad that they both, you know, came out safe because I kind of like the uh, Superman extended family. But Paul, we've been saying this through the entire run. It's hard to tell the boys apart yeah. <laughs> in the Superman family. It's hard to tell who's Connor, who is, uh, um, uh, 
I forget the you know the the Chinese Superman's name. Yeah, Superman uh, of China. Yeah, uh, I forget that character's name. Um, but you know, yeah. I I shouldn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they should they they should both be visually distinct, and they're not. But I do, you know, I like the new the new costumes. I like how they're interacting. It's like they're their own you know Justice League. Yeah, um, but Which it does I like, but it does kind of feel like. I don't know that anyone's going to do anything with it now um, yeah, I feel because like they're not Joshua yeah. Williamson and, and you know, the creative team on the Superman book, not really doing much with the Superman family. Yeah. I think they need to come out with a Superman family title uh, yeah. and you know, maybe call it something else, but essentially that's what it ought to be so that we can see these guys doing stuff together. Uh, and maybe that's your five week book, you know, have it come yeah. out four times a year and tell these hundred page stories of what the super family is doing. Um, I, cause I love them together. I love the family. We won't never let, get to have uh, Superman have anything for very long. Right. Yeah. I, you know, uh, he, he had a son, you know, I, I want to see him in the space. I particularly want to see him uh, with Otho and Osul, I think those are the yeah, names of the two War World mm-hmm. kids. Um, yeah, I want to see more of that. I want to see them integrate in society. I want to see how they how they do at school. Uh, I want to see them hanging out with Damian Wayne. You know, I want to I want to see all of that because uh, I enjoy the Superman extended family, and I just I really need DC to tell those stories. I'm excited about the Jason Aaron run. But I don't want to give up these story elements either. Uh, and it's fine if they don't happen in Jason Aaron's books. I don't need him telling stories he doesn't want to tell. But let's have those stories somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think the I have in, I have enjoyed the new costumes and the characters introduced as part of this arc. Um, and I don't want it to just be forgotten. You can't, right? You, I mean, literally, Superman and Lois have <laughs> a son and a daughter living with them. Um, yeah. But I just, you know, again, at this point, they're not really integrated into the other Superman book. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that they do something with them somewhere uh, because it, it is the characters are too good. And, the, you know, what, what they've established here is too good to just kind of throw away. Yeah. And just one one more time, I want to say I love the costumes uniforms for the superman family i think everybody looks fantastic in them uh including supergirl and my only objection to the supergirl stories that we've seen so far is that they're not very good and yeah. i wish that they would uh you know while we've got this this uh real iconic sort of image of of supergirl in her new uh uh, outfits. I want to see her have an equally epic storyline, and and part of me feels like they're pulling her back a little bit in anticipation of the new Supergirl movie. Um, mm, possibly, so, you know, that they're not going to let her get too tightly wound up in this new look. Uh, but I do I do like how how uh, just visually uh, represented the, the the outfits are. And I, I don't usually get all wound up in the costumes, but I, I certainly no. Have. But they were well done. I think Dan Mora yeah. designed these. It's, you know, they're well done costumes yeah. and they're sharp. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, you know, I'm looking at the Superman family, and you know, we had the the um, John Kent Superman book from Tom Taylor, with, you know, the crossover with Injustice. Yeah. Um, and when that book ended, like none of them have. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of them have a side title, a cro- you know, um, a backup, a miniseries, but none of them have had consistently good stories told about them outside of this book. So hopefully they, they find a way to use these characters, you know, efficiently and effectively. Yeah. Yeah. So agree. Yeah. Well, okay. We talked about three endings. 
<laughs> so now we should talk about a beginning before we wrap up th- this week's podcast, which is Timeless Number One came out last week. Um, you know, again, we talked about like a 2023 wrap up last week, but we didn't really talk about comics. But I really feel like we should talk about this one because um, this is the future of the Marvel Universe revealed. Um, I'm going to go into the main story, but ultimately this book is kind of a setup, I think, for for a lot of things to happen in the coming year of Marvel comics. They have a, a couple of pages that show flash forwards for characters. So you see hints of upcoming crossovers, upcoming storylines and in, in the different books, but it's all kind of encased in this future view of the final battle between Luke Cage and the iron fist. Um, and the iron fist has now become the immortal moon Knight. And well, and, and he hasn't kept his iron fist, right? Yeah, no, because Luke has it now. Right, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, this book was badass. Yes, it was. I Honestly, really other than the stuff that other than the stuff that was going on of that was that they forced in to show here's what's coming in Marvel in the next year. I loved everything about this book other than that. <laughs> I think that what was super cool about this book is that number one, for me, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um yeah. and and that, you know, typically when we do these um you know, uh, future imperfect sort of storylines, you know, uh, it's always Wolverine or the Hulk or, you know, one of Marvel's A-list characters that survives past, you know, some sort of event. And it's, it's never the second tier character. Yeah. And I love that it's Luke Cage, um, who, you know, is carrying the banner, uh, going into this. And I, it, that is such a refreshing bit of storytelling. Yeah. Um, I love how he has taken on the mantle of different superheroes. You know, yeah. he, he's got the, he's got the iron fist, you know, here he is. He's got banner blood in him. You know, he's got, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of powers. Yeah. And I, I just, I loved the story and, you know, Luke is, you know, he's kind of, old man Luke. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's great. I love him. I love how super he is in this book. Um, I, I very much enjoyed, uh, kind of the, the converse of what happened to Danny Rand, uh, and yeah. him taking on the mantle of moon Knight, and, you know, uh, essentially being possessed, uh, by Khonshu. Mm-hmm. It, this is really a terrific story. I mean, even if it's just a one and done, um, I really liked the universe that it set up. And I hope this book was successful so that we get to see more stories like this. Like we got to see more uh, future imperfect, more old man Logan, uh, you know, the I forget what the Hulk or the maestro books. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, I, I mean, I really got a kick out of this, and it was such a different look than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. And even if you don't pick up, you know, hop into the Marvel Universe to see where some of these storylines lead, it's a well-done one-shot if you right. like these characters. Yeah. Um, it does seem like it's leading to something, you know, mm-hmm. especially based on the end. Um, hopefully whatever it's leading to is good, because I really, really enjoyed this book. And the art was fan- – I thought the art was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was – very appropriate to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the the kind of of uh, cosmic sort of storytelling. 
that you want, yeah. you know, and you had the right art, artist for it. I mean, I could have very well have seen this artist doing a Captain Marvel, Thanos, Adam Warlock type of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very well matched to the storytelling. I, 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 again, I just I dug this so hard. Me too. So I'm I'm glad I picked it up because, you know, normally I've kind of gotten out of these Marvel, you know, they every year they release some book and it's like, here's a preview of what's to come. And sometimes they're just not great. Yeah. But I, I liked the cover on this one. And so I gave it a shot and I'm really glad I did because it, it was it is a great book. Well, you know, and that cover was kind of deceptive because I'm like, Dr. Doom is Moon Knight now. <laughs> right. It, it, but, you know, I think that I will say it actually surprised me. <laughs> the reveal of who Moon Knight was. Yeah. And it should have. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> but, like, oh. <laughs> because especially once he says the immortal Moon Knight, it didn't yeah. it didn't click at that point. Well, it but didn't... everything is immortal right now. You know, you've got the immortal Hulk, the immortal yeah. Thor, you know. So uh, I I was uh, deceived by yeah. that. I thought it was a really good story fight. I liked this book a lot. Yeah. So highly yeah. recommend it. Absolutely. Well, hey, we want to know what you thought about this week's books. We particularly want to know what you think about 2023 comic books, comic book media, etc. Give us a shout. Let us know what you think for the funnies. If we use your comment on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. Reach out to us at ideologyofmadness at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social media, I-O-M Geek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. What a deal with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, I uh, I, uh, I hope you've gotten your, your tuxedo out of the dry cleaners. So, yep. uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm all excited to uh, get all dressed up for the 14th annual Funny Book Awards. Coming up next, right here on IOMGeek.com. See you then. Woo! Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.